the Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices? I don't have to show you any stinking vices! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. I want to get to this right off the bat. As a matter of fact, you know what, Ellie, we're not going to do the normal rigmarole. You can go ahead and fade down the music. I want to get into the flip around right off the bat here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Welcome to it, everybody. 888 Talk about dishonesty. You've got uh, the Chiron graphic. That's the, the wording on the bottom of the screen, what they call the lower third, over at MSNBS, saying still confusion over Trump recording system. It hasn't been established that there is a recording system system you have a tweet from the president who said james comey had better hope there are no tapes of our conversation he didn't say he was responsible for recording anything but here comes msnbs with a chiron graphic says confusion over taping system what system what system msnbs you could say suspected system. How was it that, that I, a former reporter, a former journalist, and a current talk show host, knows more about journalism than the folks at MSNBS do? Let's get to the flip around. Uh, and more recently, Russia to try to ramp up the pressure on uh, North Korea. Of course, we had that missile test over the weekend. All right, MSNBS has just moved on from that, talking about North Korea. Uh, CNN, the leader of the basket of bias, they are focused in on this because they just got out of a a White House press briefing. And Sean Spicer said, look, we're not going to comment any further. The, the, the tweet speaks for itself. The president has made it clear he has nothing further on that. Well, I mean, it'll hold as long as that's the answer they want to run with. I don't think we're going to stop asking uh, about it because it's it's salacious and it's substantive at the same time. I mean, we have not talked about secret White House tapes, I think, since before I was born, or I must have been like two years old. It's, so it's a very big deal, and it relates to the president and in his conversations with the now-fired FBI director. And let's not forget why we're dealing with this. And this goes to why I think it's so difficult for anybody in Sean Spicer's job, whether it's him or Sarah Sanders or whoever uh, will try and speak for him. The president is the one that told everybody about this. It's not like... No! 
He didn't say that there was a recording system. All he said is James Comey better hope nobody recorded our conversation. He didn't say he did. He didn't say there was a White House system. The the, the press, they, they smell blood in the water because Sean Spicer refused. He was asked, what, four different times in the press briefing today about this. No further comment. The tweet speaks for itself. President said, I, James Comey had better hope that nobody recorded our conversation. Now, see, when I heard that, I thought it was a nice little shot across the bow that James Comey was so disinterested in finding those who had committed felonies. James Comey was so uninterested in finding those who had violated, those we knew violated federal law. Instead, trying to put the vast majority of his FBI's resources on, onto an investigation he had been con- conducting since last July under resident Obama. And that two branches of Congress are two uh, houses of Congress are investigating right now, two houses of Congress, two committees in Congress and, and the FBI are investigating possible Trump collusion, Trump campaign collusion with Russia. And which I have more coming up in the sound bites, folks. It, the individuals in Congress know that the president is not a subject of this investigation. But James Comey was not at all interested in finding those who we knew committed a felony. The low hanging fruit. And James Comey didn't want to go after them. That's why I believe he's out of a job. Because James Comey said, oh, that felony over there that we know took place, I'm not going to look into that. Nope, nope, nope. I want to go over here and, and, and see if I can find something to delegitimize this president. And that's and behaving like a Democrat. So this whole idea that, that Donald Trump comes out with a tweet that says, James Comey better hope that nobody tape recorded our conversation. And the whole press says, oh, Trump is saying a secret meeting, a secret, secret recording, secret recording device. He didn't say that. So this is a prime example of the fabrication of news. This is fake news. The, the president didn't tweet, hey, uh, I, I secretly record all my conversations. He didn't tweet that. He said that James Comey had better hope Nobody did. And I think he was tweaking James Comey because James Comey didn't want to didn't want to go and investigate those inside of Trump's White House and those inside of government in the executive branch who are leaking like sieves right now. Let's get over to Fox. The Justice Department. Uh, those are all things I think are at this point a greater possibility uh, than turning to some sort of a politician. Josh, regarding the issues we we hear from people on the record about them daily, we did on Friday, we have today, and then we hear this talk of of people really having great concern behind the scenes. Could could you give us what you know about this sort of sentiment? Well, I mean, uh, there's nervousness, uh, as we heard in the briefing, with these questions about the tape recording system and whether there is one or isn't one. The question to Spicer today was actually whether he could provide assurance to people visiting or working in the Oval Office that they weren't being recorded. And it was just like a flat out non-response. This is an administration that I think has already struggled to find people to join its ranks, Uh, some because some people were not willing to do so, in other cases because they may have made statements that were seen as disloyal to President Trump 
uh, during the campaign. They were scratched from the list. And you now look at that pool narrowing once again when you can't get uh, assurances that, for example, you're not being recorded in your private conversations in the White House. Well, the only people who assumed that it was the White House doing the recording was the press. Donald Trump didn't allege that the White House was recording anything. I can go find the, the actual tweet. It's not really germane uh, to the, the fabrication that we're seeing from a biased press. And that's all it is. It's all a fabrication. This whole thing is a fabrication. The Russia, the, the Russia probe, it's, it's the same thing as saying, well, there's a possibility of Russia collusion in the election. Although the president himself isn't under investigation confirmed by James Comey to not one, but two senators. And we'll get into that. And then, but the Democrats, instead of wanting to uh, tell the truth about what's going on the president, they'd rather keep the guessing game going. And to continue to, to belittle and berate and delegitimize this president. And the press is willing to go along with it. And that's why I find all of this so disingenuous. President, now, look, I, I am a little concerned that Sean Spicer didn't give the explanation I just gave. What, I, I would look at the, the press corps and go, where do you guys get this? What, what, where do you guys get that there was a recording device? Did the president say there was a recording, recording device? No, he said, James Comey had better hope there that our conversation wasn't recorded. He better hope. As Donald Trump saying, you better be a straight shooter, Mr. Comey, not the partisan we all know you to be. Because of what you did with Hillary Clinton and other and other actions you have taken. Not least of which is the ignoring of those who violated U.S. law to release classified information to the press. So at, at any rate, I'm not sure why Sean Spicer won't go there. Um. The more he denies, the more there are going to be people saying, hey, sounds like he's got something to hide. And they'll stay on it. I promise you they will. Telephone numbers, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. You can find this program on demand. TheBlazeRadio.com. You can listen to us live. The Blaze Radio smartphone app or the iHeartRadio app, also for live listening to the Chris Salcedo show and all the blaze programming on social media at Chris Salcedo TX at C H R I S S A L C E D O T X as in Texas on Facebook, the Chris Salcedo show. You'll find an email link right there on the Facebook page. I'll be back in two shakes on the blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the blaze radio network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. 
To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. You're listening to the Latino conservative, Chris Salcedo, on the Blaze Radio Network. You guys uh, remember Zach Ruff? That was the assistant principal in uh, Downington, Pennsylvania, who was cursing out these pro-life kids uh, who were protesting on the street. Uh, There is an update on Mr. Zach Ruff, and we'll give it to you on the Chris Salcedo Show. Remind you what this reprobate, this leftist, did, abusing his authority. Uh, There is an update on what his fate is coming up on the Salcedo show. Don't go anywhere. Also, we're going to explore the possibility of getting a new FBI director and possibly opening up the Hillary Clinton email investigation. That's all in the way. Let's, um, let's talk about, uh, some things hitting us right now. As we woke up today, uh, North Korea testing a, a missile they claim could carry a nuclear warhead. We'll, um, get into some sound bites from Charles Krauthammer and the former defense secretary, Bob Gates, coming up on the Chris Salcedo show. Another big story today was this, this newly crowned Miss USA, who, by the way, my, her name is Kara McCullough. V- beautiful, absolute, drop dead gorgeous. And you would expect a Miss USA to be that. But turns out she has a brain, too. She sounds very conservative. Kara McCullough, newly crowned Miss USA, is under fire. She was asked during Sunday night's pageant whether she thinks the affordable, uh, that affordable health care for all U.S. citizens is a right or a privilege. She said it's a privilege. Well, God bless her. God bless her. Uh, quote, as a government employee... I'm granted health care, and I see firsthand that no one, that for, that for, one, for one to have health care, you need to have a job, said the 25-year-old. Later in the competition, she also was asked what she considers feminism to be and whether she considers herself a feminist. McCullough said she likes, uh, she likes to transpose the word feminism to equalism. The U.S. Uh, Nuclear Regulatory Commission scientists Answers uh, did not sit well with some viewers. (laughs) She is a U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission scientist. And because she had an opinion that said, well, you know, I don't think people have a right for health care paid for by their neighbor or some nameless, faceless rich guy. That earned her a lot of pushback from leftists. Uh, Miss Black SAV wrote on Twitter, affordable health care is a privilege, question mark. Miss District of Columbia is canceled. She ended up winning. It is a privilege. It's a service. Nobody is guaranteed a service paid for by somebody else or that it's affordable. Are you guaranteed affordable lawn care? Are you guaranteed affordable pool service? Are you guaranteed affordable auto service? 
No, you're not. You are you are guaranteed what the market will bear. And it bears pointing out that as government continually sticks its big unwelcome nose into areas like health insurance and health care, guess what? It distorts that market. When you subsidize something, guess what? You're going to get more of it, more cost of it. Look at education. The minute the U.S. taxpayer started backstopping uh, education payments, guess what happened to the cost of an education? Skyrocketed. Same thing happens with health care. So, anyway, she's getting a lot of blowback, but I think beauty and brains. Fantastic combination. And that leads... And again, but it's it's a very conservative point of view. And that's why she's being, she won, but she's also being blasted today. Everything's, everything's political, you know. Even our entertainment. Now this, this came out, what was it, four days ago? Uh, Trey Goins Phillips. Am I pronouncing that name correctly? I hope I am. Uh, right here on The Blaze wrote this up you guys heard of the show last man standing i've seen i think two episodes uh i'm just uh, sitcoms i've lost a taste for sitcoms i mean since frazier i just haven't watched sitcoms and but but what i saw it was it was funny i, I always like tim allen so it was funny but apparently it's it's abc's second highest rated comedy and it's being canceled by abc uh let's see the last 30 minute show routinely won its time slot boasting 6.4 million viewers a week and this show was on its way out and many are speculating it was a political decision because tim allen plays a conservative guy in a household full of women um, his his family, I'm assuming, his daughters and his wife, last man standing. So, he, I, I, when I the episodes I saw, he wasn't overtly political. You, you could just tell he was more of a traditional kind of guy, a traditional character. So, you you can't dismiss this because a it was at the top of the ratings, but it's being canceled. ABC's president it is rumored may run for president of the united states now i'm not sure how credible it is but it's out there and it is also rumored he's a big lib now you you juxtapose all of this with what's happening over on um designated survivor now this is the offering from keith keifer sutherland who's the main the principal star and this, this show started out as a terrorist attack on the U.S. Capitol. And all of government, a Democrat government, was wiped out. So there was a designated survivor, uh, which is the individual who will may not be in the Capitol in case the unthinkable happens. 
who can carry on continuity of government should the unthinkable happen. Well, in this case, it did. I think he was the HUD secretary, if I'm not mistaken, that was his original position, key for Sutherland's character, ended up being president. And it turns out the Republicans had also a designated survivor, not at this State of the Union address where the terrorist attack took place. Anyway, this Republican ends up being a moderate and somewhat of a heroic figure because only moderate Republicans can be heroic in Hollywood. But this president, played by Kiefer Sutherland, is supposed to be a middle-of-the-road kind of guy. He's an independent, the first independent president. But the whole dang show is skewing liberal. It demonizes conservatives, mocks conservatives, doesn't represent us truthfully or fairly. And that show, I'll bet you dollars to donuts, that show stays. But here comes Tim Allen in a what is largely considered a conservative sitcom. He's on his way out the door. And many people are a little ticked off at this. And I, don't, I can't say I blame them. But um, I, I've given designated survivor one year. If they don't turn it around and start, you know, a little more, at least better representation of conservatism, uh, I'm out coming up next season. Be right back. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Conservative Talk Radio with Spice. Another big story uh, this weekend. We talked a little bit about it on on Friday. Was the outbreak of this? Well, it's not a virus. It's uh, it's it's a malware attack that's that's holding uh, a, a lot of folks' computers in various industries all over the globe uh, hostage. Uh, let's talk about this this whole unfolding issue, and it was there's there's a lot of consternation as we get back to business today on this Monday about just what this whole thing is going to do. Keith Barthold is a uh, cybersecurity expert and CEO of DKB Innovative. His company provides professional IT services, including data protection for businesses both here at home and abroad. Keith, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Hey, thanks for having me. So let's talk about uh, this this particular bit of ransomware. You got Microsoft and the Russians out there blaming the NSA, saying that because of all the leaks going on, that it was it was a virus derived from NSA coding that is making it particularly worrisome. Worrisome is this what your information tells you? That's correct. I mean, it was based. It was an exploit based on a vulnerability that was discovered uh, and patched. It was actually patched by Microsoft back in March. Problem is, um, there are a lot of operating systems out there like Windows XP and Server 2003 that are no longer supported by Microsoft and not receiving those patches. Uh, you know, and a lot of um, small businesses and large businesses alike uh, don't stay current on their patching. Problem is is that they're affecting places like hospitals uh, to where doctors are having to go back and do it the old-fashioned way uh, because there's been a major push not only here in the United States in the last administration but also around the world to go digital. And 
and my contention is, man alive, if, if, if you, if one of these malware uh, pieces of, of coding causes the death of somebody, I think it ought to be, uh, it, it ought to be, you know, summary execution when you find these, the perpetrators. The problem is finding the perpetrators. Why is it so hard to locate these people? It's tough because this is, and especially this particular WCRY or WannaCry strain, is just like a virus. It's attacking a vulnerability, and it's spreading from network to network. You know, it only takes one patched, uh, unpatched computer in a network um, to, to get a hold of this virus, and then it spreads throughout uh, the entire network and everything it's connected to. And so it is uh, very anonymous. And as you know, Bitcoin is, you know, it's not a traceable currency. Yeah. Uh, Keith Barthold is our guest right now. He's a cybersecurity expert and CEO of DKB Innovative. Uh, a couple of questions about now, now what? As as the, now the United States, we haven't been hit hard by this. I guess it was Russia who was really hit hard, which is talk about irony. Uh, Russia was really hit hard by this. And that's why they're blaming the United States leaks of, of NSA coding for this, as is Microsoft. But so, so my understanding from what you just said to us, that if you have updated windows 10 you're you're okay uh from this particular attack is do i have that about right that's correct as long as you have the 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 patches that were released back in march and you're current on on your patching uh you should be good also microsoft released over the weekend uh, a series of of additional patches that actually cover even their legacy operating systems, such as Windows XP. And so, you know, we had a very busy weekend at DKB Innovative, um, pushing all of those patches out and just being extra sure that, that none of our clients were impacted. Right. And you know what? That's, that's, I, I didn't know that about uh, Microsoft getting out there and getting busy over the weekend. Now, uh, uh, President Donald Trump has called together his team in trying to coordinate a response to this. What can the nation's businesses, other than patching, is there another defense that they can set up besides making sure that their their current patches are up to date? Is there something they can do outside of that? Yeah, I mean, pa patching, obviously. Um, second is making sure that you have a strong um, antivirus, anti-malware program. Uh, the, the software that we use in particular updates in real time. And so when updates and outbreak like this hits, it's automatically pushing those updates and, and aware of of malware and blocking it. Um, and then, you know, the obvious thing is backups. Having uh, data backups that are then offline or air-gapped from the system so ransomware can't attack the backups themselves. But, you know, should you find yourself in a situation where you're wondering whether you should pay, that decision is a whole lot easier when you have a, a confirmed good backup that you can just restore your data from. And what would you recommend if you, if you had a client who came to you and said, well, we can't get our our computers unstuck, we have no backup, would, would you actually ever suggest paying? I have not been in that situation. I hope not to be. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, a, it, it, it's, an odd, it's an odd predicament to be in. I know that the FBI is actually recommending that um, people pay the ransomware in certain cases like that. Wow. Um, my fear is that, you know, so you pay the ransom, but who's to say that you're going to get your data back? Um, I, hopefully you just never get put in that situation. That's the key is prevention. Can you give uh, some names that are that are high on, on DKB's list 
uh, for uh, good malware protection? Because, you know, there, there are all, you look around, there are tons of folks saying, oh, we're great, we're great, we're great, and you, you install them and they're not so great. Give us uh, at least a top three in your book. Wow. <laughs> well, from a, from a business standpoint, you know, it, it really, I'm going to say it depends because every situation is unique. I know for, right. in, in most cases, our clients were using WebRoot, um, which is a little bit unique in that, uh, you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't uh, set a time to update its uh, virus definitions and malware definitions. It's real time. And so, you know, if there is one infection, uh, you know, in the UK, it will update and then all of the machines across the U.S. will update immediately when they recognize that strain. So it's very, very fast, which is well, why, you know, we use that. But there are a few other good ones out there as well. Big sigh of relief for the Chris Delcedo show is that is what we use on our, our networked computers here. <laughs> at the, so, thank, oh, whew, yeah. uh, Keith, th- Keith Barthold, everybody. another key is yeah. that, you know, antivirus is only as good as it's managed. Uh, an antivirus that is sitting there and is not updating and is not truly active because it's not being monitored and managed is really pretty useless. Gotcha, gotcha. Keith Barthold, everybody, cybersecurity expert, CEO of DKB Innovative. His company provides professional IT services, including data protection for businesses both here at home and abroad. Sir, appreciate you being here on the Chris Salcedo Show. All right, thanks so much. All right, telephone number is 888-900-3393-888-900-3393. The other big story coming out of the weekend is the crazy fat kid is at it again and firing off missiles. And this missile was allegedly able to carry a nuclear warhead. Now, take that at face value because it's communists and we know communists don't tell the truth. They never tell the truth. But that being said, by all, by all accounts, this was a successful test. And this, this missile landed about, was it 600 or 60 miles? 60 miles off the Russian coast. <laughs> off of uh, Vladivostok, Vladivostok in that region. To which uh, Vladimir Putin was... Uh, quoted as saying, well, this this wasn't very productive and we're calling for a peaceful resolution, blah, 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 blah. I think that uh, Mr. Putin recognizes he is not the target of such an attack. Uh, so he had to come out and basically say this, but I think the North Koreans wanted to show their range, literally, their range. Now, I, I think it's fair to say that dating back to the Clinton administration, our approach to North Korea has been an unmitigated failure. And I'm including Bush, Clinton, certainly Obama, which is basically try to bribe this regime and all the bribery money goes to, in this case, creating a nuclear program. Now, former Defense Secretary Bob Gates was asked about this and to evaluate Trump's response so far. And, and at least initially, I think I agree that Trump's response so far is, rhetorically speaking, different from where these past administrations have been. In practice, it remains to be seen, but Gates says, well, 
so far so good. We've had three administrations follow a pretty consistent policy toward North Korea. And it really hasn't gotten us anywhere. So the notion of disrupting and sort of putting the Chinese on notice that it's no longer business as usual for the United States, I think is a good thing. Right. And tick tock, tick tock, folks, the, the, the clock is ticking. North Korea is moving very quickly with the help of the Iranians to developing a missile technology that will harbor a warhead and that could strike the United States. Our time has run out. Our, uh, there, there are no good options either because of the dilly-dallying of past administrations. There are no good answers. So uh, we'll, we'll put a fine point on that coming up. The other side of the break, you found the Salcedo Show here on the Blaze Radio Network. The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo. That is one colossally stupid woman. Uh, welcome back, everybody. It's uh, the Chris Salcedo Show. Cecile Richards, who uh, runs the butcher shop, otherwise known as Planned Parenthood. Um, <laughs> tried to create a linkage between abortions and Mother's Day. I kid you not if i can get to it today i will but i i just i i just am flabbergasted the lengths these leftists will go to to keep their political power to keep money flowing in to keep wantonly killing children and and the the lengths they'll go to to completely pervert and distort what it is they're doing so much so that they would try to equate Mother's Day, a celebration of a mother's love for her child, <laughs> to, uh, link to, to their celebration, the left-wing celebration of a mother offing their child in utero. It's just, y- you can't make this crap up. Telephone number is 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. So Charles Krauthammer talking with Fox News yesterday, special edition of Special Report on a Sunday. And was talking about what is happening in North Korea. And Charles isn't sold that even the Trump administration's change in rhetoric compared to certainly to Obama or to Bush or to Clinton is getting the desired result and the, the reason he says this is, okay, they may be doing more, the Chinese now, the communist Chinese, but they're still not doing enough to rein in their, their client. Uh, they are the client state of, of China, are the North Koreans. And China has a tremendous amount of influence over these folks in North Korea. And Krauthammer says... Okay, if the Chinese are doing more, they need to do more fast. They need to be more more than they're doing right now. I go back to what I've recommended now for years. You want to get the attention of the Chinese? Declare that the U.S. is quite prepared to look favorably upon a Japanese and South Korean nuclear deterrent. 
That will get the attention of the Chinese. Their worst nightmare is a nuclear Japan. Japan does not want to go nuclear, but there would be nothing like that to make the Chinese actually do something. Let alone Taiwan. I mean, one phone call got them all worked up. Exactly. No, this would be an earthquake, but we've been waiting now 20 years, and we don't have a lot of time, but people don't understand. The, the North Koreans are racing to develop an ICBM that can hit us, and we don't have a lot of time. The fuse is burning. The fuse is burning. And once they have it, folks, it's, it's too late. Even their failed tests, they advance. They learn stuff. So my only prayer is, is that the Trump administration has a real sense of when it's too late. And they have notified through back channels their Chinese counterparts. If you don't do something concrete to rein these people in, we may have no choice but to put nukes back into South Korea and in Japan. A.B. Stoddard was telling Fox News Channel her views on, on some of this as well. Uh, and she was also talking about Merrick Garland coming in as the FBI director. Uh, the possibility. You know, I heard Marianne Marsh talking about this just today. Now, she's a, for those of you who don't know who Marianne Marsh is, she's a, a longtime Democrat. And she seems to think that Democrats would, well, of course, she may be right. There's no hypocrisy that Democrats can undergo that would, um, that would uh, necessitate the press saying, well, wait a minute. Here's a guy, Merrick Garland, that you said deserved to be in the Supreme Court, but now you're going to filibuster or deny him. To, so he was good enough for the Supreme Court, but he's not good enough for the FBI. Is that? But, but no Democrat would ever have to answer that question because the press isn't interested in holding Democrats accountable. I mean, press hasn't held Democrats accountable for the last eight years. Why would they start now? I think on Thursday we're going to we're going to have a conversation about the press holding accountable the Democrats, and in particular, a a statement that was made by the disgraced leaker, former DNI chief James Clapper, who said that it's the Trump administration causing a lack of faith in our institutions. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I don't have to show you any stinking vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo Show. I'm going to bring up DNI Clapper probably on tomorrow's show. Something that he had said over the weekend. Well, I'll tell you what he said. He, he blamed Trump for the, 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 the loss of faith in America's institutions. Uh, and just Trump's actions in the last three months, DNI Clapper says, well, there, there's a real crisis. Americans don't have faith in our institutions anymore. It's all Trump's fault. This guy, who all but admitted he was the leaker, 
or one of the leakers because he said, well, I don't, I don't look at it as leaking if, it's, if you're releasing non-classified information. And he was making that determination apparently all on his own. Anyway, so at any rate, I'm going to put that in context because Senator Ted Cruz was actually asking DNI Clapper about a rather sensitive topic last week. We never got a chance to get through it. So I'll, I'll package this up all together and make sure that um, we talk about it extensively tomorrow and probably Thursday, too. I've got something special planned for Thursday. Telephone numbers 888-933-93-888-900-3393. This story we commented extensively on, and this was an assistant principal at a high school in Downington, Pennsylvania. The guy's name was Zach Ruff. And let me remind you who Zach Ruff is. A couple of uh, teens protesting out in front of a school. They were protesting, standing up for uh, a child's right to live and not be murdered wantonly because two adults couldn't take the proper precautions to make sure that a, that a life wasn't formed. So these kids were saying, hey, it's a culture of death and we oppose it. And this left-wing prime example, left-wing prime example of what it is to be uh, an administrator inside of a government-run school these days, didn't take too kindly to these students partaking in their First Amendment right of free expression and pro- uh, expression, free expression and protest. So remember, Zach Ruff, the assistant principal at a high school in Downingston, Pennsylvania, decided he'd, well, he'd, he'd get rather foul with these kids. You're at a science-based school. Those are cells. It's been proven by science. Oh, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Then take it out, and if it can live on its own, it's freaking awesome. Otherwise, shut up, leave me alone. I will call the police for you harassing me. So we're not harassing anybody. We are saying that we live in a society that murders human beings. Yeah, it's called the death penalty. Why don't you go protest that? Sir, these are innocent human beings. They're not innocent. They're cells. They're not cells. They're cells. They're the size of a dime. They're cells. So you need to turn to Jesus Christ. He can set you free from your sin. Listen here, son. All right. I'm as gay as the day is long and twice as sunny. I don't give a f- what you think Jesus tells me and what I should and should not be doing. So, now, you tell me who the adult was in the room. Who was behaving respectfully and who was behaving responsibly? I would say by anyone's honest evaluation. You could only say that the the children were the ones who were being respectful, sir this and sir that. And what really set off this leftist, this liberal, who is a prime example of what it is to be an administrator inside of a government-run school these days, uh, what set him over the edge was the mention of the word Jesus Christ, the words Jesus Christ. So there is an update on this this individual, this assistant principal, 
Media Research Center is telling us that uh, the Pennsylvania assistant principal who ranted and swore at teenage anti-abortion protesters on a public sidewalk resigned yesterday. CBS Philadelphia reporting that Zach Ruff, who was, believe it or not, folks, he was the dean of students at Downingston Area School District. He resigned after video captured him in a confrontation between two teen anti-abortion activists on a public sidewalk outside of the STEM Academy in Downington, Pennsylvania. The April 21st incident was caught on video and showed Huff berating the teens. In the footage, he yells, I wish to protect my students from unsightly things that they don't need to see. Well, they, he made the decision all by himself that they didn't need to see this stuff. Which makes perfect sense because Huff says his school teaches science. Oh, which obviously never includes, I guess, bodily functions. <laughs> yes, and uh, science never asks you to look at things that you shouldn't see or should see. Or I think it's what Mr. Ruff was alluding to was things he didn't want them to see. A countering point of view. So he's out. He's gone. And good riddance. But don't worry, folks. Don't feel sorry for Mr. Ruff. Zach Ruff will turn up at some government-run institution of quote-unquote learning at some future date. Mark my words. He'll be hired someplace else. Then there's this story, same region of the country, well, Northeast, out of New York City. And this is, is less cut and dry because there's a lot we don't know. CBS 2 is reporting that a federal immigration agent showed up at a Queens Elementary School last week looking for a fourth grader, but was turned away at the door, according to a city spokesman. Well, according to the government, this individual wasn't looking for the fourth grader. This individual was looking for information on the fourth grader, but never got, never got the information because New York City has a non-cooperation policy with the federal government. It happened Thursday at PS58 in uh, Masbeth, Queens, the spokesman said. It was the first time such a thing happened since the city was... Uh, the city put a policy in place to turn away federal agents without warrants. Um, we're not allowing immigration and customs enforcement agents in the buildings because I think parents are so afraid right now and are worried that an agent could literally come into the building and single out their child. We want them to know that can't happen under this policy, de Blasio said in a statement. Now, is it a child? Do, do American citizen children have anything to worry about? Well, no. Nothing at all. It is the illegal immigrant children who may have something to worry about. But in this case, according to ICE, here's the quote from one of the supervisors. Although school visits are not routine in these circumstances, they are, they are not unprecedented. I must emphasize that the purpose of the visit was to verify certain facts about the student's enrollment in relation to a request for an, uh, an immigration benefit. 
So the parents apparently were trying to get a benefit out of the taxpayers of the United States, and the ICE agents wanted to verify that this these people were eligible for that benefit. Um, at no time, said the supervisor, did the officers ask to see or even speak with the student who was not the subject of the administrative inquiry. And that was it. Now, I, I have had some individuals who work at school districts saying that without a warrant, this is, this is standard policy. However, the way that CBS2 writes it up, it was saying that there was cooperation in the past, but there isn't now because de Blasio says, okay, get a warrant. Get a warrant. And I'm kind of of a mindset that says, well, this is another example of not with my tax money. You don't get to, as one government entity as that school is, to another government entity, uh, the feds. You don't get a chance to refuse them to give to give information. And one would think that if these people are here legally, that they have signed on with immigration and naturalization to conform and to comply with certain criteria. And that the government is empowered to check up on the compliance with that criteria. But again, I'm sure that there are some lawyers that will call up and say, well, got to have a warrant. Got to have a warrant. Really? Illegal aliens are protected in that way? If they're illegal. I don't know. I don't know that. The story does not indicate whether the child was here illegally or not. Of course, it's CBS too. Now, I'm not sure whether they didn't know or they just didn't feel compelled to make that part of the story. But apparently, whoever they are, they're in line for a, a benefit, some sort of benefit. And the ICE folks were just saying, we just want to confirm that. The city's Immigration Affairs Commissioner is investigating the incident in Queens. Well, I think there ought to be investigation. Because if they're just verifying information for a government-issued benefit, then there should be no reason why they should be denied. Does that mean, well, you know what? Uh, what I would do is I would withhold the benefit. I would, I would withhold the benefit, and then when the, when the immigrants ask what the holdup is, just say, go talk to Mary de Blasio. He wouldn't let us verify the information, so guess what? You don't get your benefit. That's what I would do. See, I get the sneaking suspicion that this type of verification is relatively routine, and had, it, had this not been the era of Trump, then, well, yeah, here's, here's your information. Uh, they, they are complying with this portion of their ability to be here in the United States. But you know what? If, if I were these folks at ICE, I would just go back to the folks and say, oh, you want that benefit? Sorry. Go, go take it up with Mayor de Blasio. Go take it up with the communist. Back in a minute. It's the Salcedo Show here on The Blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. All right, welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo Show. Um, this weekend, I think we got a really clear, as if we didn't have a clear indication already, what the what the Democrat agenda is. Uh, the The idea is to obstruct, to basically make sure that as much of the large lurch left that Obama subjected us all to stays preserved in the four years. They're hoping it's only four years or even less. There's some uh, nutball by the name of Al Green, a Democrat from Texas, who's who's out there saying that um, Trump should be impeached. Uh, he's hardly unique. But the reason he gave is because of the firing of Comey. Something that under the Constitution, the president has the full constitutional authority to do. We said during the era of Obama that Obama had impe- had earned impeachment time and again. I mean, just for his violations of law and the Constitution, he earned impeachment. However... Impeachment is also a political, you have to have a political will behind it. It's a political maneuver as much as it is about uh, punishing crime. And it, it maybe it's even more so. But uh, I don't think there's a, a, a chance right now at impeachment because the Republicans hold the Congress. But making an articles of impeachment stick, that would be kind of tough. To, to, to basically say that Donald Trump has somehow violated the law. I don't think that was... And you know what? i got to be honest with you. When Clinton perjured himself, there were still Democrats who were saying, come on, it was only about sex. Yes, he lied under oath, but come on, what's the big deal? They were still defending those types of, those types of lies. Anyway, Senator... I think it is whoa, inappropriate. Hello, that was me starting that... Sound bite way too quickly. Senator Mark Warner uh, raised an absurd suggestion over the weekend. Now, his absurd suggestion centers around uh, the replacement for James Comey. And basically, Warner wants the attorney general, Jeff Sessions, not to be a part of the process. And here's his reasoning. I think it is inappropriate, actually, that the attorney general, who was supposed to recuse himself for anything that dealing with the Russia investigation, and clearly the Russia investigation is tied into who the next FBI director is going to be, because the president fired at Comey because of his ties to the, the Russia investigation. That's very concerning to me. You don't I would he hope, should be part of these? I, I don't believe he should be part of this, this review process if he's going to have a true recusal. Now, where it is true that the entire universe, the, the Democrats don't care about your economic woes. They don't care about you finding a job. They don't care about how Obamacare is destroying health care and health insurance. They don't care about anything else except Russia. It's all Russia all the time as far as the Democrats are concerned. Russia, Russia, Russia. Russia, Russia, Russia. All the time, nothing but Russia. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. So the, the Democrats believe that there is only one issue. And because... They see the FBI director as somebody who will be coming in and all that's important to them is this Russia collusion story, that that's all the FBI director should be consumed with. However, 
uh, contrary to what these mental midgets, the Democrat Party, believe, the FBI director has a much wider scope to, to contend with on his plate. He will be doing all manner of things, not just this small, minuscule matter of butthurt Democrats trying to allege that somehow the Russians, as they have been endeavoring to do for decades, somehow there was something unique about this ability, uh, their ability this time, to influence our elections. And that they may have had help. I don't know what kind of help could have been given, uh, but they may have had help with the Trump administration. Senator Mike Lee telling Fox News Channel that the narrative that Trump fired Comey to prevent the Russia probe is absurd. It's important to remember that Deputy FBI Director Andrew McCabe said under oath this week there's been no effort to impede our investigation to date. I take him at his word, and I I think that indicates that this investigation is moving forward. Of course it is. Of course it is. Because getting rid of the FBI director didn't get rid of the entire FBI. But the Democrats' clueless followers think it did. There goes James Comey. Well, the whole FBI is gone. It's not what happened. As much as the Democrats would like to pretend that it did. And then Senator Mike Lee addresses Senator Mark Warner's idiotic, moronic, stupid suggestion that the Attorney General needs to not oversee the next, the hiring of the next FBI director because somehow the next FBI director might touch Russia. As to Senator Warner's statement about Jeff Sessions meeting with these candidates, I completely disagree with the suggestion that he has to detach himself from the process of finding an FBI director. As Attorney General, he'll be working with the FBI director in a whole lot of cases involving a whole lot of matters that have nothing to do with anything as to which uh, Attorney General Sessions has recused himself. So I, 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 I completely disagree. I couldn't disagree more with that suggestion. But if this is the, the bar that Senator Warner likes to set, let's go ahead and say that every Democrat who ever had a connection with Russia, they have to resign right now. You're listening to The Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. In your hearts are inscribed the values of service, sacrifice, and devotion. Now you must go forth into the world and turn your hopes and dreams into action. America has always been the land of dreams because America is a nation of true believers. When the pilgrims landed at Plymouth, they prayed. When the founders wrote the Declaration of of Independence, they invoked our Creator four times. Because in America, we don't worship government, we worship God. Donald Trump at Liberty University. At the commencement address, I think it was the first uh, he had given as um, President of the United States, may have been 
I'm sure he spoke. He must have spoken at a commencement before then. You think? I I can't remember him speaking at a commencement. <laughs> this might have been his first one ever. But uh, a, a very good, pointed message about uh, Americans. Our, our system of government was predicated on this this notion of preserving uh, God-given rights. That it was government's job to make sure that God-given rights of freedom and liberty were not taken away by those in political power as a means to maintain their political power. Uh, back to the whole who will replace James Comey roundabout. Uh, I, I told you Marianne Marsh had indicated earlier that Democrats would not go with Merrick Garland. And A.B. Stoddard thought it was an interesting choice. And you know what? It, not only... Not only are you hearing Mike Lee say this, but you're hearing some other prominent Republicans like Mitch McConnell saying Merrick Garland sounds like a fantastic choice because he would have allegedly bipartisan support. And I wouldn't take that to the bank right now, folks, because the Democrats, as many have alleged, it could be, well, it could be Jesus Christ himself. And the Democrats would oppose him because Trump put him up in nomination. But um, anyway, A.B. Stoddard commented on this whole Merrick Garland business that he might get some bipartisan support, but she expounded on where this selection might go. By the way, another name out there, Congressman, former Congressman Mike Rogers has been put out there. And to which I would say not only no, but hell no. Um, because I think it's, and Molly Hemingway agrees with me, by the way, that Rogers went easy on Benghazi, on Hillary Clinton, just like James Comey went easy on the email scandal on Hillary Clinton. So I don't think he'd be a good choice. Anyway, here's A.B. A.B., you know, I was interested in the Merrick Garland thing. I bring it up again because Orrin Hatch apparently came up with the idea first and called the White House directly. He's obviously the Supreme Court nominee that President Obama put forward and was put on ice as uh, in one of the moves that many people argue got President Trump elected uh, by Mitch McConnell, the Senate Majority Leader. Um, now Mike Lee has signed on. Now McConnell has signed on. Is this gaining traction here? I think it could. Um, and, and I think, you know, there's a possibility he gets bipartisan support. But I do think there will be a push by people like Senator Graham, who is on the Judiciary Committee, to appoint somebody from within, someone who understands the sense of upheaval at the, the agency at right the now, exactly how it works. You know, and there's another. Do, do you all get the sense that people are out there are just getting tired of politics. Not 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 politics and you know debate out over actual issues. But see politics is wrong. They're getting tired of and you can't even call it partisanship because I think Trump Trump has been a Republican for 5 minutes. There's there's just Maybe it's maybe the word I'm looking for is a, a sense of entitlement from the other side that they deserve to be in power in perpetuity. 
and that anyone who wants to change the system that has been perverted by generation after generation of elected officials, that that person is persona non grata. And people are tired of the same insiders. People are tired of the same names, the same faces, that there's a dividend to be paid from somebody you know and somebody you trust. But I'm, I think we're seeing diminishing returns on that because the vast majority of the country, I would rationalize, courtesy of the occupation of the Oval Office of Obama, the majority of the country is seeing those same faces as the genesis of our problem. These same faces who screwed everything up assure us that they can be the ones to fix everything. And so that's why I think AB is saying that they don't want a politico in there. They don't want a congressman or a senator or somebody who has a political background. They want somebody who knows what they're doing. Somebody that has credentials in the bureau, but really isn't a household name. Um, and can not be a household name. And, and I just think that's really um, going to be a push. So instead of someone from the outside coming in, having a learning curve, um, that, that someone who knows exactly um, what the um, cross currents have been in the last particularly couple of years. Now, Molly Hemingway was on this same panel last evening, and she, she addressed the frustrations that Trump has been having. And as it pertains to the next FBI director, and many have misconstrued what Donald Trump had said when he said that, yeah, the FBI investigation was on, was on his mind when he fired Comey. And of course, the basket of biased press is spinning that, oh, you fired him because of it. No. How could, how could it not be on your mind? And as the press secretary detailed today, that Trump knew that this was going to cause a firestorm and it could cause the FBI probe and the Russia probe to go on longer. But Mr. Trump made the decision anyway because it was in the best interest of the country to get rid of Comey. And there's bipartisan agreement that Comey had to go. But here's, here's Hemingway. One of the things I thought was interesting that Trump was agitated about this testimony from Clapper where he all but admits he's one of the leakers when he's asked point Blake if he has leaked any information and he says, well, I don't think it's leaking if it's non-classified information. This would not be surprising to reporters who cover this general issue. So I imagine he will continue to be upset, but it speaks to the importance of getting someone who knows how to tamp down some of the excesses of our intelligence agencies. So when I saw the name Mike Rogers on there, I thought that didn't look very good because he did uh, not a great job with the Benghazi for investigation. Oh, I'm with her. He was very um, friendly to intelligence sources there in a way that sort of failed to hold them accountable. So that would be the type of person you'd want to stay away from. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Somebody with a, a track record of failure. You know, uh, like Comey. Comey uh, sat up there, read a laundry list of Hillary Clinton and why she should be indicted. And then said, well, you know, Mrs. Clinton didn't intend to violate the law, so she's off. So she gets off scot-free. And it wasn't the statute in question. The, the statute in question, like, like, like there ever be a law like this, never said, oh, you can only violate this law if you intend to. Nothing like that exists when it comes to national security. But James Comey discovered it and invented it out of, out of thin air as a way to get Hillary Clinton off. 
Now, let me remind you about what Senators Feinstein and Grassley said about what James Comey told them, that Trump was not under investigation. On Tuesday, the president's letter said that Director Comey told him he was not under investigation. Senator Feinstein and I heard nothing that contradicted the president's statement. I, I very much appreciate what you said, and it's very accurate. And we were briefed. Mm-hmm. Now, when given that, now, Warner, I think, is on the Intelligence Committee in the Senate. Warner was on with Chris Wallace on Fox News Sunday over the weekend. And Senator Warner was given the opportunity to put country ahead of party. But you know what he decided to do, folks? He decided to put his party before the country. Listen to what he says in direct question from Chris Wallace of Fox News Sunday. Have you been given this same information that Grassley and Feinstein about Donald Trump, the president of the United States, not being under investigation? Did Comey ever tell you, as he apparently told Senators Grassley and Feinstein? I'm not going to get into the specifics of what Director Comey has talked with me about. If you have been told that he is not a target of the investigation for the good of the country, shouldn't you tell us that? Yes. I believe for the good of the country, it's also important that I keep classified information classified. Wait a minute. So you mean if you were to reveal that Donald Trump, as told to you by James Comey, was not under investigation, you'd be revealing classified information, Senator Warner? Is that, listen to me, is that what Senator Warner is saying? That he cannot tell the American people that James Comey told him the president was not under investigation because it would be a violation that he'd be leaking classified information. Is that what Senator Warner, Democrat from Virginia, is saying? If so, when will arrest warrants be issued for Dianne Feinstein and Chuck Grassley? I'm asking this seriously. When will arrest warrants for violation of, of national security for leaking classified information, which is, a, which is a felony, when will Dianne Feinstein and Senator Grassley be arrested? Because according to Senator Mark Warner, Democrat, Virginia, on Fox News Sunday, it would be him leaking classified information if he was to reveal what James Comey had told him about the president of the United States not being on, under investigation. Well, the reason why Grassley and Feinstein are not under arrest, folks, is because they did not leak classified information. They revealed what James Comey had told them, and Senator Warner could as well. But Senator Warner chose to, instead of do something for the good of the country, he chose to maintain this illusion, this partisanship, the ability to continue to say, Trump, Russia, Russia, Trump, Trump, Russia, as many times as he possibly can. Senator Mark Warner, Democrat, Virginia, putting the Democrat Party ahead of the nation, which is oddly exactly what President Obama did for the last eight years and why the Democrat Party is in such a terrible position right now, a regional party, why they lost thousands of seats during the era of Obama. Keep it up, Senator Warner, you lying sack. Back in a minute. The antidote to the Brian Williams press. 
The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. So with all this speculation of a, over who's going to fill the FBI director's chair, there's another interesting component here, folks, as to what this new FBI director will do with a fresh set of eyes. Someone who's not, praise God, nakedly political. Someone who's not looking to shelter Democrats from justice. I read from Catherine Herridge. This was published last Friday. President Trump's decision to fire James Comey touched off widespread speculation in Washington over what will happen to the FBI's Russia meddling probe. But we all know what happened, folks, because Andrew McCabe, was this last Friday? Maybe she didn't have the benefit of Andrew McCabe. This was the 11th. When was that? That was... That was Thursday. So it was just after McCabe or just before McCabe testified. Anywho, long story short, Andrew McCabe confirmed the FBI investigation into Russia will go on, undeterred, fully funded, by the way. Brian Weidner, a a veteran, former FBI agent, suggested, though, both the case and the immunity deals struck during the investigation could be revisited in Hillary Clinton's email case. Now you guys, now you guys remember what the immunity deal was, right? That uh, Cheryl Mills, who was a Hillary confidant and and her lawyer, received immunity, and Comey made all these deals about allowing them to destroy evidence. Once the FBI looked at their their laptop, then the FBI would destroy their evidence, and we were supposed to be all be okay. It wasn't going to be preserved so that we all could see it once it was declassified. Or for, the, or for the public record, or for the record in general. Comey says, we're just going to erase it all. We're just going to destroy it for you. The FBI is going to destroy evidence. Mm-hmm. And as far as the email case is concerned, we, the, the whole idea that James Comey has this litany of, this laundry list of violations of law undertaken by Hillary Clinton and her subordinates, and that uh, he just, declined to prosecute she was guilty as the day was long but just declined to prosecute that could be revisited not to mention and if i can just throw this in there and hopefully captain harridge can talk to somebody maybe maybe they might want to investigate the pay-for-play scandal from the clinton foundation hey remember everybody a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government rather how much power is reserved for we the people. Have yourselves a grand Monday. Back here for a Tuesday, 3 o'clock Eastern on The Blaze. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On The Blaze Radio Network.